Hello and welcome to episode 125 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howard and I'm joined as ever by Christopher Taylor and we're here to roleplay games. We're going to roleplay games? We're going to be the games? We are We are doing roleplay games in a sort of broad holistic fashion across... The, look, the increasingly woolly nature of the podcast is weakening my improvised intros. That's fair. Although I do, I, I, I do like the idea that we now embody games. We, we are, are roleplaying games, yes. We are the scrappy Wunderkind boy wonders. I always wanted to be a Wunderkind at something. <laughs> well, that's it. Mm. The, at, the, at the young age of 33, you're finally a Wunderkind. Sneaking it in. Sneaking it in before I'm 40. That's what we need. Mm. Yeah. For, I'm, like 40 under 40. There, there, that isn't, there isn't that, is there? No. There's only 30 under 30 and we missed it. <laughs> By this much. We fucked up. Right. One, slightly too old. Two, not really remarkable. <laughs> we're not rich, we're not pretty, it's just a downhill slope. We're not good journalists, we're not influential. We've not helped anyone. Well, yeah. I mean, on, on a grand scale, I mean, like, we've, you know, helped carry the shopping in. Yeah, yeah, but we're, you we're not like, you're like Gandhi. No. On the subject of that, give us your money, we've got a Kickstarter coming up. Yeah, Gandhi would have wanted it. Yes, that's what that's what Big Daddy Gand would have wanted. We are doing a Kickstarter for Heart. We it's happening on Tuesday, so that's four days away from when you hear this. I think four and a half, and we are terrified and excited. Absolutely bricking it. We're not terrified because it's bad. We're terrified because it's important. I yes. want to stress that it's very good. Be aware of how good it is. That's very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, and like monetarily, how good it is. I'd say at least thirty-five pence <laughs> plus shipping. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we are. We have, that's that's why this episode is coming out a little bit late because, uh, well, one, I was really ill yesterday mm-hmm. uh, after a cavalcade of fever and puke on on Wednesday <laughs> night, and we just we've been trying to get the Kickstarter sorted. So we've been writing up the quick start, been writing up the uh, pitch, all sorts of things, and my head is. Basically stuck in the heart now. Yes. So let's let's see how well this episode goes, Christopher. Although <laughs> we do have a special treat for everyone. We do. So friends. Sorry, that was meant to be a question. We do. We do. No, we do have a special question. We do have a special treat for everyone. Uh, friends of the podcast, longtime friends will remember our good old friend Turb, who I'm gonna say carried us through the first 10 episodes <laughs> by laying down excellent questions and we were we were uh, turb sunrise sunset turb disappeared a while ago turb turb go but now turb come back turb welcome turb has dropped a load of questions on us and rather than rather than dishonor turb by spreading them out we thought we'd just try and answer them all in one go so we're having a Turb-centric podcast, everyone. The Turbisode. Yeah, the Turbisode. That makes it sound fast. It will be very slow and meandering. 
<laughs> it will drift. Without further ado, Christopher, can you give me the first question from friend Turb? Turb wants to strengthen Turb's core. Can Turb GM while sitting on a yoga ball without sacrificing gravitas? <laughs> I think... So listen, you can strengthen your core, for sure. But I think if you want gravitas, a yoga ball's not the way to go. Because you've got to balance a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's inherently... like any Anything bouncing is inherently funny or, at best, sexy. <laughs> I don't know. Depending think, on how voluptuous th- Turb is. I, th- I think the constant motion may sort of draw the eye. I think that you could, that you could, you could, you could strengthen your core more effectively by doing by, by gymming whilst doing sit-ups. Or sitting sitting in one of those huge um, exercise chairs. I don't know what they're called. But like they have they have they have like they have the things that you pull in and you do you do the thing with your legs and the weight go up and the weight go down and then you tear you tear your arms. In very small amounts, then your arms heal and get bigger. I think that's yes. how it works. I think that is. I just like the idea of doing a sit up, just roaring every time you, <laughs> you like, and then down, roll sense motive. That's a fail. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I really love the idea of you and I doing sit ups. <laughs> Are we chill? Christ! One. We're going for one. <laughs> Or, actually, instead just GM with one of those, like, electrode things on your stomach. Now that's interesting. I think. I think you put that on the players. Oh. So, like, they really... Have you ever used one of those things? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've had physiotherapy on my legs. Oh, of course. Yeah. So they hurt like fuck, don't they? Mm, they don't mm. hurt. They feel awful. Mm. It's, like, it's, can you describe it? Um, I was about to say it's like touching an electric fence. Mm. Uh, which, if you haven't done that, not very helpful. Um, no. It's like getting a stern slap on the affected area at regular but, intervals. Uh, but in, in like quite a small radius, or is it like? Well, yeah. So you get you get this kind of like electrical impact feeling. Mm. It's like a it, it's it's a stun feeling, like a like a flat doof. Like there's no reverb to it or anything. Like 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 those cool um, gravity guns from Minority Report like those yeah and then whichever muscle it's attracted to it attached to contracts mm. which is like a picosecond of cramp oh okay i don't like cramp no and it goes Not away fun. and then it's back again so if you really want to establish dominance if you really want to have gravitas rig up your players to the electro web and then, and then, like, and then when, like, like it, it's, it's like, it's like four D films, you know. Mm. Then when they fail a roll, or make them sit on those sorts of metal chairs that they give to wrestlers to hit each other with, mm-hmm. and just plug it into the chair. Then they don't even know they're wearing it. Mm. Mm, interesting. What about you get a toaster, mm-hmm. take the toaster bit off, so you just got the plug, and then like tape the exposed wire to the chair. Oh, that could work. Um, and then you have you have like you have uh, you have a multi tap in front of you sitting ominously with the switch turned off. No, sit down. <laughs> welcome Don't to sit. my call of Cth- welcome to you might say <laughs> the last game you'll ever play. What what do you what do you mean by that? That's not that's not in your that's, that's a threat. You you'll notice in front of you there's a there's, there's a small bowl. Um, if you could just wet the top of your head with the sponge provided, <laughs> and uh, pop that little hat on. Yeah, the, the one that's tied to the chair. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's for roleplay. 
I mean, it would certainly help horror games. It would. But I think... The death I, of a player. I, wow, scary, eh? Ooh, spooky. Well, I mean, like, you could try... <laughs> Ooh, skeletons! Yeah. I just think that, like, a lot of... A lot of the, your normal horror tropes are done, you know? You're, yeah, oh, it's a skeleton. Oh, whatever. Oh, you put a finger in someone's mouth. Oh, bees. Yeah, whatever. No, no, no. Literally shoot a player. <laughs> As they walk in. <laughs> they just no, scream at the other players to sit down. Sit down. This is happening. Roll initiative. Do it. There's so many great options we have. I want to ask you a second question. Please. Terbs players are arguing about which classes would excel at which Olympic events. Please settle debate before Terb takes action. So first off, I would love to know what action that would be. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if it would be something, you know, serious. Or just, or just Terb going, no, no, it's running. Rangers would be good at running. I'm just imagining Terb as this sort of slightly too powerful elemental entity <laughs> like like they've got some sort of Illuminati jazz going on there mm-hmm. and they'll just walk up and wordlessly slide a PHB over to, the, over to the Olympic Committee and they're like no we can't please <laughs> then you just tap the book don't make me tap the book again <laughs> Turb is played by Charles Dance in this situation always yeah for all of these questions like I mean I can 100% see Charles Dance on a yoga ball, I th- I I think that that might puncture his um his his mystique. That is absolutely not true. There's um there's one there's one film where Charles Dance is in drag and dancing. Okay. And he absolutely kills it. All right, fine. And like you know you know the Charles Dance, I'm going to fucking murder you face. The the, the face he has, yes. Yes, he's still doing that. Mm-hmm. And it still works. So, God, I, honestly, he could do literally anything. I get the sensation that we're all going to be killed by Charles Dance at some point I, in our lives. I hope so. Yeah. I, like, I really hope that he's on my side up until that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Charles like, Dance could easily have gravitas if he was, like, picked up... He was Like, he's hanging upside down from a fishing net, having just been trawled out of the, out of the bay. He's, he's, he's fully nude. He's been plucked by a giant claw arm. Like from yeah. one of those claw games, hanging upside down, and he just looks at you and, oh god, I'm sorry, Charles. <laughs> I realise now that you wanted to stay there, Charles. I'm very sorry. Take my gun and shoot me. <laughs> sorry, Charles. Anyway, Olympic events. Okay. What Olympic now, was... events do we know of? Pole jump. Pole jump. Is that what it's called? Pole jumping. Luge. That's Winter Olympics. Still Olympics. Okay. All right. Fine. Speed walking. Speed walking. Hockey. Archery. Archery. The and shooting the one? one. Oh, and shooting. That's the, that, 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 those are the Olympic events. And shot put. And shot put. Sorry. Yeah. God, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to them putting running in. That'll, be, that'll make it really <laughs> accessible rather than these weirdo sports. Maybe shot put has two varieties. Cannonball and frisbee. Yeah, that's true. And luge being the only the only winter sport included in this homogenous Olympics we're 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 envisaging. You've got to have something for the Norwegians. Why don't they just group them together? Save time and money. I don't know. Maybe it'd be, maybe so, just it would take too long, and they couldn't get the venue for that length of time. Like, okay, I think I think you can do pretty much all summer 
Olympic sports during the Winter Olympics period. You just need to put a coat on. Yeah, like, you know, right. toughen up. Yeah, well, this, this, it's like well, it's like a grown-up. Just put a bloody coat on. Mm. Well, no, we're not putting the heating on. Get, Bung well, a scarf like, on. Yeah, but put on a little hat, get get a little puffer jacket and go running around. We've got, we're, like, it costs a lot of money to put on the Olympics. I'm I quite excited to see the 100-metre dash. And as the gun is fired, every every runner at the same time slips and falls on their face. <laughs> Because oh, it's ice. just ice everywhere. And they just like, nobody gets even a foot. It's just bam, they're all down unconscious. And you refuse to, sweep, to, to melt the ice or sweep up. Yeah, no, you're still timing it. You must think I made it, Grit. Come on. <laughs> the 100 metre dash was completed in 14 hours. As the first person <laughs> recovered consciousness and butt scooted his way to the finish line. Um. Rangers. Rangers. I think Rangers are going to be unnaturally... Oh, sorry, Monks are obviously going to be, going to be best at everything. Yes, because they're cheaters. Like, they, they give up having interesting powers in favour of athletics. You're Monks, you're Rogues. I think Monks are the best blend of dex and strength, which is what you need. Mm. We forgot to include any of the endurance sports. There are like, no, 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 sorry, speed walking, I did say that. And hockey. Yeah, I guess that's that's more like, that's more like who has more hit points rather than who. Yeah, that's, that, that's for the tanks. Yeah, so so the fighter's going to be the best at hockey. You've got you've got an awful lot of positioning. Yep. You've got like you're armed with a stick, which you hit other other women with. Yeah, I have a kensai. I don't know what that is. Somebody like a weapon master, single weapon master, but hockey stick rather than anything else. <laughs> Not just Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't think we should allow wizards and sorcerers. I think that would be cheating. Because they can, like, they can... Oh, okay, actually, no, sorry. There's that old gag that why don't we just have an Olympics where everyone can take all the drugs they want. Oh, that's true. We have, we have, we have a different Olympics. So uh, for each, uh, for each power source from 4E. So Divine... Primal. Yeah, Divine, Primal, Arcane and Martial Olympics. And they do their own thing. Like, imagine the Divine Olympics. That would be amazing. That would look fucking great. The marathon is just is just twenty minutes of prayer, and then somebody's <laughs> at the finish line. <laughs> somebody's won, I think. It's, it's whoever's fastest at praying. Yeah. Or whoever can summon enough angels to just sort of sh- shove them over the line. So let's let's look at the most important sport in any Olympics. Okay. Luge. Yeah. Who would win at luge? Dwarves. Okay, not very aerodynamic, and there's a lot of getting very low onto the ground in the luge and the, the skeleton and the skeleton. Skeleton. Actual skeleton. Just throw it down the ice pipe, whatever it's called. <laughs> ice pipe. <laughs> it's an ice pipe. An ice you pipe know, to the top off. The death pipe. I think because dwar- dwarves have that low center of gravity. Dwarves are very hard to uh, very hard to unseat. I but think, they're, but I- they're lying down. Everybody's lying down. Well, they're quite rotund. I think dwarves dwarves are dense, and I think yes. that'll, that'll give them some speed. I see. But, but you're right; they've got those big beards, which are going to get caught. Is it mass times acceleration? Also, not a class. I just realised. No, that is a race. Like, unless you go back a long way. Which class is best at luge? I think rogues might be quite good. Seems like the obvious answer. It does, but they can fit through small spaces. So I'm thinking they can condense, true, yeah. just condense their bones or something. 
I don't think that's something which happens. I don't think people hit the walls in Luge a lot. They do when I watch. They do when I watch the highlights. It's not. It's not. It's not like an accepted risk that there's obstacles down there. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Those big targets which come out the wall and you have to hit or not hit. I'm not even sure what makes you good at luge. Um, it seems timing. to be mainly like pushing a tea tray down a death pipe and hoping. Yeah. yeah. So so it's 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 the small version of bobsled, right? No, luge is where you're lying backwards. Okay, I think it's le- I think it's leaning. It's leaning, isn't it? it I think it's mainly leaning. You have to be very. You have to you have to go quite fast initially. I presume. I don't know. I'm adapting this from 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 smooth runnings, cool runnings, cool runnings, which is the bobsleigh. Yeah, but it, it's it goes down an ice tube. It does, but it's, I'm saying it's slightly different to, for instance, the skeleton, where the winner is just the person who's got the biggest balls. <laughs> Which 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 uh, which causes weight dragging them down the <laughs> like, uh, the ice hole. Yeah, but like nobody's going to do that. You, that's you're going face first down a nightmare tunnel. Which class is best at leaning? Which class is best at leaning? I don't think we can answer this in a funny or accurate way. I don't. I don't think we know enough about sport. No, we are very much just mouthing off like like our opinions matter about this. Mm. Give me another question. All right. Turb is running World of Darkness game with splats based on regional convenience stores. Please give Turb ideas for powers associated with Sheets, Wawa, Super America, Loaf and Jug, etc. <laughs> like, we know what any of these mean. So, I happen to know about Sheets. Okay, what... I, I hate to ask this, but what do they sell? It's, um... Uh... It's a bit like a Tesco. Oh. So it's like they'll sell basically everything you need. It's a convenience store, you know? So it's it's like a Tesco Metro. Uh or like 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 a Lidl or something along those lines. Like they they are they they are designed to have things not big shops. Mhm. Um I know for a fact that um you can get donuts at Sheets. Fuck are they called Sheets for? I I don't know. I don't know. However, if I didn't know that Sheets was a regional convenience store, Wawa, Super America, and Loaf and Jug. Yes, Loaf and Jug. I'm just going to look these up real quick because I don't know whether, yeah, whether we're being taken. Bread, the pitcher of lemonade now tells. Being taken for a fucking ride. No, that's real. And of course, the other stores clap and hum. Loaf, yeah, loaf and jug. Is that is that is that their logo as well? Uh, no, they don't have a loaf and jug. It doesn't like weirdly the Wikipedia page doesn't say why the fuck they're named loaf and jug. So actually, I think I don't think it's loaf and jug that's really the problem for me. My issue is Super America. Hmm. Now, mm. when you're a convenience store, you want something like Tesco, like a brand name. You know, like mm-hmm. the co-op, but Super America is the most patriotic place that sells what red shoelaces and jazz mags mm. I've ever heard of. Wawa just does food. They mainly seem to be salads. They also have something called Siptopia. What is with the naming conventions in America? I don't get it, man. It's weird. Cause, right. 
because they, they look like us and they talk like us, but they're sure as fuck not us. <laughs> don't understand. It's, so it's let's very, let's yeah. look at the let's look at the English comparisons. We've got spa. Yeah. Mm, mm. Little. Little. Uh Tesco. The, Tesco, the co-op. Mm-hmm. Summerfield, no, not Summerfield. Summerfield's not inspiring enough. Morrison's. Morrison's. Okay. Aldi. Mm-hmm. I'm I I'm gonna I'm gonna have Aldi and Little um, form uh, hegemony. Oh, they're the same thing. Yeah. Is that the way it's pronounced? Uh, yeah, sure. Hegemony. 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 Yeah. He- he- hegemony. Hey. Union. Hegemony. Hegemony. A uh, union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to advance this. Mm-hmm. I want them to run post apocalyptic Britain. I mean, yeah, it's not far off. So. Brexit kicks in. Terrible. Now, I was, I did have an idea of writing, I think we were chatting about this in the show, the idea of writing a, a role-playing game based on where the papers in the UK become cults mm-hmm. that you follow. However, that I don't know anything about newspapers, and that sounds dangerously political. It does rather, doesn't it? So what I'd like to do instead is work out how we can get, um, basically, uh, it's, it's like uh, the Genesis. Okay. Where you've got this sort of, Pseudo supernatural stuff happening in a post apocalyptic world. Now they did it with countries. We're going to do it with supermarkets. So my first, the first thing I'm putting forward on the table for you, sir, is the Tesco Hydra. <laughs> the thing about Tesco is, is, is they're everywhere. There is nowhere without a Tesco. Everywhere has a Tesco. You can throw a brick and hit a Tesco. And I believe this is because they're all connected. They are all elements of the same giant. Monster, which is somewhere underneath, oh, I'm gonna say Birmingham. The same sort of slumbering root creature. Just, yeah, or just a big dude. <laughs> massive and corpulent, surrounded yeah. by yeah. security cameras. It's a mass- oh, massive dude. Tesco. He is a big, rotund man, shirtless, very big trousers for some reason, and he's surrounded by security cameras and those, uh, like those, those uh, six packets of donuts you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just eating those, and he his his consciousnesses support Tesco, and so from Tesco you get the powers of teleportation, yeah, and, the, and, and like potentially um, remote viewing. Yeah, uh, high level clerics of Tesco have the capacity to summon a Tesco nearby. I like that because they you, you can turn around and have a Tesco pop up behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't have to be there before; it's always been there. Yeah. And, and looks, he looks slightly tired. Mm, not in a magic way. I want to stress this is this is organic. Yeah, this actually happens. <laughs> this is that guy. <laughs> uh, co-op is a is a a, a communist su- uh, superpower. Okay. Yeah. By which I mean, um, each individual member of co-op can draw on the strength of every member of co-op. Oh wow! So like cool. all of their all, all, all of their staff lose all bodily strength, but one person gains it from every staff member. If like in in extremists, yes, mm. but generally, like um, there are there are uh, there are people who patrol and protect everyone in the co-op, but they draw on the power of of, of those around them to like punch cars in half and shit. Sure, and they they and, and you know what if they abuse their power? Hmm? Oh, what then? Mm. Mm. The, the noble and high lords of Waitrose. Oh, I see. Riding their horses around, drinking their free coffees. 
Yep, it's their superpower is swimming pool of money. <laughs> Nothing's That's, a problem when you've got a swimming pool of money. They're so rich that, that, that even though no one uses currency anymore, their money still works. Mm-hmm. I'll buy that horse. Oh, thanks very much, Lord Waitress. <laughs> when you charge six quid for a chocolate bar, you know, you can get away with it. Spa. Now, spa's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Because to early 2000s, there was the great retreat from Spa. Yeah. Where they fled the south mm. um, and, and, and moved north into more more wintry climes. Spa are border reavers. Oh, they're the bandits, are they? Yeah, dangerous, vagabonds. Like, mm. like they're, they're nomadic. Like, you'll never see a big Spa. I think that works, actually, because Spa is the only news agents where I've ever seen pornography not on the top shelf. Mm-hmm. It's just it just goes where they've got space. They have the widest range of plastic bottle cider available. Yes, I, I, I've, again, I've seen a fridge dedicated to it. Yeah, they know who they're serving. They are back alley hedonists, <laughs> barbarians in the very literal sense. Yeah, they are. They, they are. They are roguish, dangerous, and they have the capacity to enter a. We'll call it. We'll call it rage, but it's just cider. It's a fugue state. Yeah, they black out. A fugue state brought on by having too much white lightning. <laughs> this pint and a half can is 20% of beer. It's 20% beer. 80% meths. <laughs> rest is petrol. Now, finally, little. Ah, little. Little, I see, is like the gadgeteers. Because they have the middle aisle. The middle aisle, my friend. Where you can claim... Anything in the known universe. Fun. So, so I will say this part must have been very, very alienating to our American viewers, to our American listeners. But like, suck it up, sweetheart. Okay, all TV is alienating to us. Also, so was the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, Turb. Turns out you're an American. Hmm. Mm. So, there are there there are there are three aisles in every in every single so uh, uh, in every every little. They're all the same shape, aren't they? They're all the same shape. They are. They are very European. And I say that as a man who lives in Europe for mm-hmm. now. What you do is the first aisle, crisps, um, some fruits. Broken biscuits. Uh, broken biscuits. Cereals with really sad looking mascots. That you have never heard of. Like like and like they're all sort of like frosted flake alikes or honey nut loop alikes, but they've just got like a, 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 like a clearly alcoholic bee. Yeah, a lot of them look like they come from Germany before they took down the wall. Yeah, yeah, East you know? Germany. Like, like on the on the Shreddies box, there's a there, there's a mum bear and she's feeding her two children bears Shreddies, and she looks so tired. And Dad Bear isn't there with one of those like red and white kerchiefs keeping her mm. hair dry. Mm, mm. So it's, it's so got sad. all that. On the far row, you've got your you got your you got your shampoos. You've got your surprisingly good whiskey. You've your got fortified your fortified wine for a quiz. fortified wine. Mm, yeah, yeah, that that that'll do you. Mm-hmm. That that'll sort you out. And then in the centre, there is a grand table. There is a there, there is a mysterious tome somewhere in Little HQ in Germany. And every week they grab a handful of D100s and throw them, and then consult the tome. Zitome? It, it would be Zitome for, mm-hmm. for Germans. They so they consult the tome. You can get. I'm. I'm. I'm going to name things that have been on sale in a supermarket. A uh, hundred piece drill set. Uh, Full size inflatable swimming pool. Adult romper suits. Skateboards. Model tanks. 
Sandpaper in 30 grades. In, and not just like one of each, but like 10 of each grade. Mm-hmm. There, there are mm-hmm. always quite a lot of them. Shoes, randomly rolled for. Pair, question mark? A child's pretend kitchen set. It's just rammed with this bizarre stuff. Like some of it is heavy duty. Like you can get an angle grinder. Yeah. Or like a kind to nature toothbrush that's made out of bamboo and has black bristles. Yeah, next to coloured pipe cleaners for the children to make animals out of. And it's the fact that it's all next to each other. Like, if it was all divided up and though, here's the hardware section, here's the pipe cleaner section, here's the bit where you can buy adult onesies, fine. But they just throw it basically all in one giant basket. Fuck it, go! And there's like two of everything, and that's it. There's no more out back. It's my just Aldi, what is there. So my little, near to me, back when I used to live in Tooting, had my favourite sign I've ever seen in a supermarket, which was, July 22nd, HUGE NON-FOOD SALE! <laughs> so they are the hoarders, the gadgeteers. They've, uh, they've, they've turned every little into a bunker, and they can trade if you have coin! <laughs> Although not one of the staff knows how a till works. Absolutely not, no. Uh, well, well uh, hmm, you say that. My experiences in Lidl, and uh, in in uh, in Lidl and Aldi, is that you turn up and they fucking railgun your shit down, <laughs> down like they're bouncing it off the far end, and they don't give you bags. Get out of my shop! Out of my fucking shop! Have you bought the drills yet? <laughs> Trying to get everybody to leave because I'm having that swimming pool at the end of day. <laughs> um, we've yeah, we've we've talked. We've just been quite self indulgent. We've talked a great deal about various supermarkets. But I think there's something there. I like the idea of like being different agents of Tesco, being agents of different supermarkets who've come together to defeat Asda, which is just Walmart with a mask on. <laughs> and not even a mask that's big enough to hide its whole face. <laughs> you can see its giant fucking mouth at the side you of it. You can see it around the sides. Uh, howdy, partner. How about a crumpet? Fat and gaping tiger maw. I like I like to think that Asda is uh, this like staunchly militaristic. A load of like American opportunists come in, <laughs> try and civilize this blasted wasteland. This frontier. Who are these people? Oh, this is Droitwich, sir. Get out of my land! Why? What noble savages these may be! <laughs> Kill the buffalo. Their buses, sir. Kill them. <laughs> Round here, I hear they use every part of the bus. Especially that bendy bit in the middle. <laughs> Use it to make their clothes. Gross. Is that racist? I don't think that was. I'm not sure. I've got, I've got one. I've got one final Turb question for you. Mm-hmm. Turb has acquired spouse. Please advise Turb on which monster best approximates each traditional gift for anniversaries one through ten. So we're gonna we're gonna look we're gonna look them up. Yeah, we're gonna have to look them up because what? We're gonna take it in turn. Mm-hmm. We'll go one, two, three, as a traditional, and we will name a monster. First monster that comes to mind, that's the one which we've got, okay? Okay. You go first. All right. First year, paper. Animated book. Oh, that's good. Mm. Second, cotton. Uh, a cloaker. Mm. Third, leather. A really old dwarf. <laughs> Animal cow. Fourth, fruit and flowers. Uh, shambling mound. Fifth, wood. Dryad. Mm-hmm. Sixth, iron. 
Rust Monster. Seventh, wool or copper? I'm going to go for copper, and it's going to be one of those copper gin. Copper gin. I gin. Gin. I don't think it's correct, but it's. It, I certainly put a lot of effort in. Sure. Bronze for the eighth. Uh, a caryatid column. I don't know what those are. Excellent. <laughs> They're pillars who are also people. But I think oh. you can get bronze ones. The okay. only name of a golem type thing that, that I could remember from that set. Mm. Anyway, ninth, pottery. Golem. Thanks, chump. Bugger. And then finally, tenth, tin. Tin? Tin. Uh, that's crazy Mike. He's made his own hat. <laughs> okay. Is he, is he in the book? Yes. Yes, he's towards the back. You're going to need to buy some splat books for D&D, Grant, to find out if I'm right or wrong. Okay, that's exciting. Well, I refuse to do that. Well, that means I'm right. Turb, thank you so much for writing in with all those brilliant questions. We we hope that we've helped you. We hope that we've, we've, we've got the next ten years sorted out for you. We also hope I don't, that you now I don't completely know. understand English supermarkets. Let's make some games. Yeah, let's make some games. Jingle. Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. Grant and Chris make games. 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 We're here for them. They're here for us. It's us and games. We're taking a different slant. So normally what we do is we... Just open up Twitter and the newly uh, um, minted game suggestions channel on our Discord. And we just sort of go at it and throw games at each other and try and make each other laugh. What I'm interested in doing now, I think we've gotten the best episodes out of when we just pick ideas we really like and focus in on them. Okay. Because this is, at the root of it, a game design podcast. Definitely not a co- yes. Definitely not a comedy podcast. No, as is evident. Yeah. So, we've picked some out from our... From our lists, and we're gonna we're gonna offer them up to one another, like like bespoke jewels. Mm. I'll go first. Okay then. Master Blaster Chef writes in Chris McDowell. Post-apocalyptic competitive cooking hosted by a shrunken Greg Wallace riding a huge John to road. So, there's a slight issue with this for me. Y- yeah. A Master Blaster is an old Nerf gun. Right. That consisted of two tubes full of balls and a plunger on the back that you pumped. He also has one of those. And it made a sort of <laughs> noise mm. as it fired balls at you. What is Greg Wallace and who is John Torode? Those are the hosts of MasterChef. Okay. Greg Wallace is the bald man who looks like your dad. Oh, the little man who looks like a nut. He's 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 like a delicious nut with glasses on. Mm-hmm. And John Tarode is a catty Australian. He's the one that desperately tries to look stern all the time, but just can't. He just he just looks like a dick. Yeah, like he's trying to go like, mm, mm, I'm very stern. He's and no he's, child. And he's just like going, <laughs> I just called your mum a slag. Mm, I've got no time for this. I de- I deserve proper food. Like Greg Ross is like, listen, mate, you tried, it didn't work. I like what you did. You gotta go. Love you. Give me a big kiss on my lovely shiny head. Maybe let's have a cuddle afterwards. Bye. 
And John Travolta's like, nah, I don't like this. This isn't my sort of thing. You're disappointing me with this food. I once made a brioche and you make me sad. <laughs> so yeah, they're kind of one entity. Okay. Um, and there's, it's, it's a post-apocalyptic um, environment, you know. And so a, a large part of the game is going out hunting for ingredients. Because we haven't done a chef game yet. I've, I've only just gotten the reference to Mad Max here. How has that taken this long? <laughs> so many parts of this you didn't understand. Yeah. No, I had no idea what was going on. So, tabletop role playing game. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, uh, Hang on, yeah, what? I know, sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I only ever want to make video games because you, you don't have to have talking in them. You just have to make fun mechanics. Yeah. However, tabletop, tabletop role-playing game, you play a crew of post-apocalyptic chefs driving around. You're sort of your gas town, your bullet farms, mm-hmm. your Immortan Joe's big mountain base. All that sort of thing. You're driving around there. And you've got these two terrifying lunatics judging you on what you on what you got to cook with. Now, what you got to cook with is not enough water. Some dog food, maybe a plant, maybe a plant, but not a tasty one. What whatever you can skin off of your dinner guests. Something called a scrag. <laughs> the last the scruff bird. End of scrag. Yeah, yeah, it's the scruff end of scrag, and I don't know, like a cigar. And so you have to find all of this stuff, and like, and like, maybe one of the one of the missions is hunt the last bird so you can roast it, <laughs> that sort of thing. And you're going out, and you're 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 you're, you're getting these ingredients and bringing them back, and then you have to try and make them into something viable. I, I can just imagine this beautiful Foster. this beautiful scene of like dust being kicked up by these vehicles, and there's this mm. huge truck with all these armed people around it, and you've got to hijack the truck and steal all of the pot noodles inside. <laughs> Which are a delicacy now. Yeah, they're just like the best, like the actual flavour. They oh, can co- that the the, the 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 whatever powder makes the sauce can be stretched out for days. I really like the idea that like the like 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 the noodles are largely uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Like 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 you need water to cook them, so that's quite difficult. And like you need to boil them, so like people might chew them or, or like or like I like break them down like crisps. But the powder is like an uncut cocaine. Yeah, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Uh, oh man, and you've got um you've got, Welcome boys to Powder Town. And he, <laughs> he brings his head up from the dashboard of his car and he's been snorting roast chicken flavour pot noodle powder. Nothing <laughs> to trade. And he just puts a handful of those little uh, plastic fish food with soy sauce on the table. <laughs> There's more where that came rich from. bounty. <laughs> Hang on a sec. They just take the top off the fish. No. It's real. <laughs> this is being cut with paint. <laughs> You've cut this with piss, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, hang on. Have you been eating pot noodles? <laughs> <laughs> if so, we'll take it. Jam a gun up against his head, push him up against the back of the wall, overturn his desk, and he's got a hit, he's got a secret compartment under his desk. Where he's got he's got fucking fucking Bombay spicy. The, the, he's, he's got Bombay bad boy spice mix under there. <laughs> They're crunchy. <laughs> I think I think this is dovetailing quite nicely with our um, with our post apocalyptic uh, supermarkets. I think it is. I think, I think, I think that's there. the world they inhabit. Because like so much, so much, um, so much 
post-apocalyptic stuff tries to say something about our world as it is, mm-hmm. and it tries to say something about humanity, and I want to say something about pot noodles. <laughs> Look, I know humanity's shit. I don't need to be reminded. Yeah. What I want is to know that it's still shit in the future. No way. My, my <laughs> breakfast today was a handful of crisps eaten standing up in the kitchen. I know we're bad. I found a grape. <laughs> I legit found a grape in my kitchen, and that was my breakfast. Where did you find it? Was it in the fridge at least? No, it was on the side. Ah, oh, Jesus. That's grim. So that's 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 my main pitch. That's that that I I think I think that like you would have a lot of fun doing post apocalyptic road warrior cooking. What I have you got for me? Gorgeous. But I just like just staying with it for a couple more seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like the character classes, one of the character classes could be chef. And all that means is that, like, the equipment he has, he has is a kettle. Like, oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's as much That's as much as it does for them. Like, nobody's a chef anymore. That doesn't exist. Butcher is the guy with a knife. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and like, you, you've got... It's, it's all equipment-based. Mm. And I guess your, your dreams, your desires... I'd like, that, I'd like that to factor in. The delivery man... Has a vehicle? Yeah, they're the one. They're the ones that that hijack the 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 spice trains. Oh, the spice trains. The spice trains. This is just turmeric. <laughs> just three tons of turmeric. These savages wouldn't know what to do with turmeric. Says says one of the spice lords standing on. He's got he's got like a like a tank girl set up on top of the train <laughs> with like an umbrella and uh, a shisha. The, the hideously cackling Jeg- Greg Wallace behind him, saffron stained fingers and lips. <laughs> Rolling saffron into a cigarette and smoking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's the corpulent Tarot. Weighty, weighty on a, on a recent shipment of pig belly. Oh, man. He claims it was pig belly. Yeah. It was not. You couldn't tell the difference. It was jars of goose fat. But I quite. I can. She's fashioned into a sort of belly shape. I re- I really like the idea that like there are there are spice lords and mm. there are habs in this world, which you are not. Oh, sorry, is it hab like habitation? Sorry, yeah, so, sorry, no, no, there's habs. So like 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 have, haves and have nots. People yes. do have, and so you have the capacity to hijack spice trains. You have the capacity to sneak into Mister Kipling's arcology and rescue like a shipping crate full of cherry bakewells and the holy lord Frey Bentos no it is myth <laughs> they say her pies can last forever Frey Bentos whose lids are sharp as diamond alright what's your pitch fire sale from JP mm-hmm. you play dwarves of the frozen west in insulated suits diving into the elemental plane for f- of fire to acquire the beating hearths of moody magical fire to flog on a cutthroat kindler's market. That's so fucking good. Isn't it? Like, I'm, really, not, I'm legit yeah. not even sure there's anything I can do to that because that's such a good pitch. So someone's followed that up on the thread. Devilfish. Uh, so uh, Nick writes in. I'm imagining the opening scene of Lockstock with Jason Statham fleeing with a briefcase bursting at the seams with flames. Oh, that's gorgeous. So I, re- these, I like, like the yeah. copper-skinned gin and and um, I want to say salamanders, but like llama, lamia salamanders, like snake people, like snake people, but yeah, salamanders. Yeah. yeah, lava snakes. Yeah, 
chasing these people down. Yeah. Through these like so burning brass streets. You're playing. You're playing. Oh man, that's really so. so yes. So so like you're. Um, you can't make fire in the frozen west anymore. It doesn't yeah, it, work. So impossible. you have to go and steal it. And like they'll sell it to you at hugely inflated rates. At hugely inflated rates, or you can go and put it in a briefcase. Like it is. It is just drugs. It's it's drugs, but you use it to cook your pot noodles. Yeah, but like but like it is it is stolen and traded in the same way as as say drugs or. Um, What's the word? Counterfeit guns. watches, guns. Um, I think. I think what I'm concerned about is this is a brilliant idea for a novel. This is a really cool idea for a novel. I'm not sure that there's a game here. That is a potential issue because there's. You've you've got largely one story, mm, and like it's a great story. Mm. But I steal the fire. Okay. Like there's different, you could steal different kinds of fire. I guess you could have different, different ways. There's there's a fire deal gone bad. I think I just think I think it would be nice to play. Um, you all play descendants of Prometheus, who was a dwarf, mm-hmm. um, and initially, like it was like it was supposed to be this glorious thing where he went and stole fire from the gods, and now all you're doing is hanging out basically on the border and trying to kick in the back door of fire shops. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're holding up um, Jinnish convenience stores with a spray bottle. Put the fire in the bag, and no one gets wet. You got fire in your pockets? Gizz it. No, Gizz I haven't. It. I can see your pockets glowing. <laughs> I can see your pockets glowing, boy. I can smell your pubes burning, boy. <laughs> what a terrible thing if it adversely affected the people who lived on the plane of fire. Like, if the people who lived there could burn. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm trying to, why do they need it? Because on the elemental plane of fire, it's the place that fire is. So is it, is it like it's naturally occurring, like trees or rocks? Yeah. So it just, so it just, so it just grows and they can harvest it and, yes. I don't know, like, like they, can, they can make clothes out of it or, like, they can eat it. Yes. Yeah, okay. But they, they, don't, they don't necessarily need, to, need it to keep warm. No, no, not at all. This sounds like a really cool novel, which I wouldn't read because I don't read fantasy novels. What about a comic book? Many pictures. Better. Yeah, I do like a picture. Even better. Mm-hmm. And like you get, um, I don't know anything about comic books either, so I don't know any artists. What or about writers. a double-length film? What about a Netflix special? Definitely not a Netflix special. What about an Amazon Prime special? What about an advert? Alright, boys! Welcome to the fire markets! I think you'll find things are getting a bit spicy around here. It's me, Orlando fucking Bloom! I believe that we had a contractual obligation to veto the voice. Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. They did release the RPG of it. They did. They being Montgomery Cook. Who does sound like a character from Carnival Row? Technically, Monty, through Monty Cook games, not actually Monty Cook. No, he writes them all. Oh, okay. It's him with one typewriter and the lots of coffee. Suspiciously naked fay lady on page twenty-two. Mm. Turn to your coffee books now if you want some <laughs> titillation. You, you'll you'll um, find naked fay, but nay rules. I think <laughs> so. So, uh, I think this is a lovely idea for a book. Yeah. Or maybe, as he said, an advert. 
Honestly, like, I think my favourite genre of thing is trailers for films that don't exist. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy that as a what genre. About, what about a music video? For? A song, presumably. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of, like, which band would want to have dwarves in environment suits stealing fire from genie police. Okay, go. <laughs> it's all perfectly timed. Yeah. It's all done on, on treadmills. But, yeah, for sure, the soundtrack sure. of Lockstock. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, what, what we're envisaging is a, is, is a transmedia blast. Yeah, we, it, it's about ten seconds across every known piece of media. It's an ARG. You have it's to, a PC you have to, game. You have to open The Economist, go to page four, and then flick it really quickly to see the next ten seconds. <laughs> Wherever you are, whatever you're doing... It's gonna be that the, the actors are gonna are gonna turn to the camera and say, "What if dwarfs stole fire by this game or advert?" And then they go back to being normal EastEnders. <laughs> do you have Do you have any other suggestions that you want to put forward? I I do I do, okay. and I I'm gonna say this one the way it should be and the way it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. The Wick, or more specifically, the Vic, like the the Vic. Okay. Do your best to keep your Puritan family together, despite the lure and bad influence of the John Wick living in the nearby woods. <laughs> this is by Michael Signal Station. I very much like the um, the use of the John Wick. The John Wick, yeah, like <laughs> the horse. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry there's a John Wick in your woods. <laughs> you got John Wicks in your pipe. So he... He's there. He's not a goat. He's just Keanu Reeves in a suit, looking a bit unshaven and tired. Yeah, his dog's just died. Yeah, that's John Wick one. Okay, um, and he's trying to lure your children into a life of violence, a life of badassery. Well, that he never. The thing about John Wick is he's like, God, I hate being so badass all the time. <laughs> I wish it wasn't this great. God, this sucks ass. It's it's strange because like because I've not seen the third one and I don't really intend to because I don't know how the fuck they're going to pull it out. <laughs> I think it's going to be excellent and identical to one and two. Yeah, just well, like one and two, it's it's like he's hunt, he's hunting down after his dog, you know. Someone kills a dog, and he's like, "You killed my dog." That's such a good setup. He was the last vestige of the wife who got fridged. <laughs> so they don't they don't even fridge the wife. They fridge the dog who represents the wife. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. So fine the, film. The I, I, I like the way he shoots holding the gun sideways and shoots you twice rather than once. Yeah, the important thing here is that the the old Russian dude, who's a very famous actor, who talks like this all the time. What's his name? Udokia? Uh Peter Stormare. Oh, yeah, okay. I think he's Scandinavian, but yeah. Oh, sure. Um, calls him Baba Yaga. Peter Stormare. Yeah, it's, it's the voice he has is here, isn't it? It's kind of, yes. Kind so of. So I just like Plus. the idea that there's a very clean Keanu Reeves in a suit. <laughs> Hexing the shit out of the village. Riding around. Like cackling insanely <laughs> on a broomstick. Yep. Chicken leg house. Keanu Reeves is cackling, hovering above the house of Peter Stormare. Yes. Who's just trying to make it in this world. And just just across the, the woods is is a Tesco's. Like, like like just across the woods. Like like in like it's a panning shot. It's, it's opposite, yes, so opposite the it. house. <laughs> opposite the like, house. during winter, you can see the lights saying Tesco. Mm, 
And, you know, um, you can hear fairly often the planes going over. Now, this isn't a game, what you've said here. This is a situation which you, th- you think it would be funny if, if Keanu Reeves was a witch. Yes. And, like, I get it, he would be. What's the game here? So the game is town defence. Okay. So you, you've got, regardless of whether you're aware of the outside world or not... Oh, so, got, oh it's, it's, like, so it's, it's like, the, like the village... Yeah, so you've yeah, okay. got a puritanical family mm-hmm. from the olden days, Puritans. capes and bonnets, that yeah. sort of stuff. Ball on a stick. And you've got witch John Wick, John who witch. can not only fly and cackle, but mm-hmm. is a dab hand with akimbo pistols. That's true, yeah. Coming for you. Mm-hmm. How do you defend your village? Well, you don't, is the problem. The game is trying to. Ewok-style traps? I think it's Ewok-style traps, you know. Religion? I think it's like like nails and gunpowder. Hmm. Like trying to rig up bombs and trying to get him with a pitchfork. Push him off the hayloft, you know, that sort of stuff. The plot of the Vich Mm -hmm. is that there are, like, it's... Puritan life is boring. Witches get to eat butter. I think that was the overall gist of the thing. So witches get butter which they can eat and so like why don't you come and hang out in the woods with us and be a witch? I'm a, I'm a talking goat. Mm-hmm. Is John Wick luring them? Like is he luring your family away from the house or? Well yeah I mean is, you, 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 you got to like, try the Pied Piper routine first right? You don't just go in guns blazing. <laughs> you got okay. you got to play your flute and steal a child. Yeah you got to I suppose. I don't, Chris I'm not sure about this one. Fine. I just want want John Witch. That's cool. That's fine. I Baba think, Wick. I think Baba Wick. I think I think that it's it's Master Blaster Chef. Honestly, and I know I know I put that one forward myself. Oh, it is. I think Fire Sale is an incredible idea. I like the rest of them, but Master Blaster Chef is just good. It's got it's got lots of options for world building in there. They, I think I think you like you had me at saffron train, <laughs> uh, so a, a turmeric train. That is that is yeah, there is train. something um, there. Yeah, Greg Wallace covered in saffron leaves. Yeah, rolling around an inflatable child's paddling pool full of saffron and star anise. It's gross. <laughs> it's, he, it's all, he's got it's just all... enough water in there to make it thick. <laughs> Most of it's sweat. Yeah. It's so gross. that's our that's our game. Um, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be two four hundred page hardback books in the style of the style of the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join various um, supermarkets to gain magical powers, but most of the game is mainly about trying to capture um, convenience food from leftover warehouses and then cook it to try and please a monstrous version of the Master Chef judges. Full it. rules for driving. Uh, everyone has a harpoon gun or psychic powers. Extensive rules for cooking. However, they reference foods that you can't get. Yes. So, by extensive rules for cooking, we're just going to reprint a Nigel Lawson book in the back there. <laughs> Change she, all she, the references to Barter Town. <laughs> <laughs> you just get the Nigel Lawson show and redub it. Yep. It's seven thirty. I just popped out my flat. I'm going down to. Barter Town to get some espressos for everyone. Now I'm going to hijack the cilantro train. (laughs) 
Now, if you can't get fresh pork belly, use dog. <laughs> All you need is just a nun of salt. <laughs> what? <laughs> we... Sorry, do you mean no salt? I mean no salt. Oh, I thought you meant like a fucking sister. No, like no salt. Okay, right, cool. Just get no pork chops and uh, place them in a pan. (laughs) With no oil. Uh, Make sure to drizzle it with sand. (laughs) (laughs) And a little garnish of plasters. And then pop that in the outside for 30 to 40 minutes until it goes missing. (laughs) Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. And then just reclaim it. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you for listening to High Dice Friends. I think, I think, you know, whether or not you enjoyed it, we're clearly having a good time, aren't we? <laughs> Honestly, I think we needed this with a fucking Kickstarter. Oh days. my days, yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a stressful few days, and it's going to be a stressful month ahead. But we, uh, we're really excited about Heart. We think we've done something really, really brilliant with and it. More importantly, we love you. Yeah, we love you. We want to give you a big kiss on your head as though you were Greg Wallace. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. We think you're great. Thank you for thank you for giving us money. If you give us money, if you don't give us money and want to, give us money. You can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us that aforementioned money. Come hang out in the Discord uh, where you can ask us questions directly or give us game concepts or post models, post pictures of models you've painted or really enjoy the capybara only channel. That's an important channel in my, my, my spiritual home. Yeah, it's really good. It's nice having at least four to five high quality JPEGs of capybaras a week. You can also follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast, but don't because we never post there. Just follow me instead at JS Howitt. That's the one. That's the one. Follow that one. That's that's where that's where we're putting our concentrated media blast through. Uh, and finally, go to rrdgames.com on Tuesday, the seventeenth of September, and you'll find a link to the Kickstarter. And then I want you to look in your bank account and then take the number that's there and then type that number into our Kickstarter, please. That would be lovely. That would be great. If you could just give us all the money you have in your account. Remember just... to include the overdraft. Yes, of course. Sorry. Yes, make sure you include the overdraft. And like, if you could pawn off anything you've got, that'd be great. <laughs> Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. He does. We love you. Thank you so much. We're very tired, boys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.